Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So that was a nice quick clip, but it didn't quite get to the vocal part. I heard. Did you not hear me singing? Not yet. Oh. Anyway, but all right. But if you heard it, that means it was there. So hello, Niels. Let me let me uh, say hello to everybody. I want to introduce you properly. And so here we go. So uh, everybody, I'm with Neil Morris today. And Neil Morris is a singer, guitarist, keyboardist, composer, producer, and entrepreneur. You might have heard his band Spock's Beard in the early 90s or some of his current bands, including Transatlantic, the Neil Morse band, Flying Colors, or his Beatles tribute band, Yellow Mattered Custard. Neil is an amazing instrumentalist and composer, but he also has a talent that you don't find very often in gifted musicians. Neil is also an entrepreneur and has used his skill to build and expand his brand in many creative ways. He has his record label, Radiant Records, He's developed a music streaming app called Waterfall. He produces Morse Fest, which is an annual music festival. He offers masterclasses and uh, just started a very cool podcast. And somehow while managing all of this, he somehow is still able to be one of the nicest guys in the business. Neil and I have played on, on each other's albums. I played on his The Question Mark album. And Neil sang on my album, The Road Home, on the Genesis song, Dance in a Volcano. Uh, This conversation is a pretty rare opportunity for the two of us to take a moment and check in with each other. And I'm glad to have all of you along for the conversation. So hello, Neil. How's it going, man? It's good, man. It's real good. It's good to see you, Jordan. It's so nice to see you. We don't get to talk very often because we're just so crazy busy in our lives. Yeah, but it's always good. You know, I always enjoyed our conversations backstage and and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to see you, man. Nice to see you. So uh, I guess most recently, uh, the latest release you have is the new Transatlantic album, right? And Yeah. That's the one. Wow. Things are just coming out. It's very exciting. Mike turned me on to some of the stuff and it sounded great. And the visuals look really great, too. And it's been a little while. I think, uh, if I'm correct, the last one before this was 2014, right? Yeah, I think that's that, right. Does that sound right? Yeah. Either that or 2015. I don't remember. Yeah. So how does it feel? Tell uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's pretty amazing. What's happening right now is like, it's, you know, it's just getting, it's doing much better than I think anything we've ever done, you know, before. Um, it's, it was a bit dicey in at the beginning because we, we were, you know, we're, um, or for those that don't know, there's, Said we did several different versions of the same album released at the same time. Mm. Uh, Mike Portnoy, uh, who you know very well, uh, he got very excited about that because 
when when he had the idea what was happening was that we couldn't really quite there were i had i had done kind of an, an edited version and i wrote like if you if you edit a big piece of music yeah. you know uh it's sort of like a movie if you take some scenes out because you think maybe the flow will be a little better a lot of times you have to put other things in in different places you know it, it's it can be a bit of a, a a puzzle you know to try to fit everything yeah. in and if you cut something out then you have to try to make it work so i'd been working on that and i um i was pretty convinced that it was a good direction and uh not everybody in the band felt the same way and there was things that were good about the the longer version so we wound up mike had the idea to just release it all and <laughs> sounds very portnoy like to me <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> From everything yeah that, 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 that totally made me think of the fact that you know we just did this uh completed the liquid the new liquid tension experiment album yes I'm, I'm sure you've heard about that yeah of course. and uh well the funny thing about it is that many many years ago well, the last time we played live we performed uh, a version of rhapsody in blue yes i've right? heard it. i love that so rhapsody in blue is a big piece so it was a lot of work back then i remember finding the score and then figuring out where the you know edits would be then getting together with the band you know doing all the stuff that it takes and then when we when it came time to do the new album he was like oh we should do rhapsody in blue and i was like ah <laughs> that's a lot of work again <laughs> don't even have that keyboard anymore right <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah but I, well, I remember with you guys he would he would tell me because he laid a lot of stuff on us sometimes in transatlantic yeah uh, that we felt uh wow that's a lot that's a lot of work you that's know a we, lot of work, yeah. we not only have to learn all the rhythms but we have to learn all the notes as well that's right yeah, that's how i always feel as well yeah and uh i remember him saying oh that's nothing i'll i'll i'd tell the dream theater guys like two days before some gig oh we're gonna oh by the way for the encore we're going to do this entire album or right well he told me uh we were in europe and he told me the morning of the concert that we were doing all of change of seasons for the first time <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting day right <laughs> yeah or getting little notes under the door with the day sheet like oh tomorrow we're playing all of the first album so can you prepare that you know <laughs> wow okay yeah, we're, we're going to do all of Dark Side of the Moon tomorrow. You know. I, yeah, I remember that you guys did all of Dark oh, yeah, Side of Holland. Did. I think wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Hey, but you know what? Mike Portnoy is just part of the Prague universe, and uh, it's these kind of things that uh, make it spin. You know. Oh yeah, I just I just remember thinking I was so glad I wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> I mean, he's got a memory like an elephant, you know, so. Uh, what in the world? Uh, yeah. Like yeah. really, really crazy. He would tell us sometimes, you know, we'd all be uh, practicing, you know, woodshedding the material for months. Yeah. Times. Yeah, right. A lot right. of the, they practice even more than I do. I mean, I'll usually start in for, for a gig if it's pretty challenging, like three weeks beforehand. Yeah. Something like right, that. Right. Yeah. Some, some of them would start months and months beforehand. And Mike would show up at the, at the rehearsal and say, "You guys are gonna kill me," but uh, I didn't even listen on the plane. But, <laughs> like, all I, I know. listen on the plane, and then it became like I didn't even listen on the plane. 
you know it just makes you angry yeah it's just like what come on so crazy yeah so um i wanted to ask you this question because you know your life reminds me of myself a little bit in that we're both very very busy and i always tell young musicians how important it is to diversify your revenue streams right and i think you're a great example of it and somebody who's doing a great job of not only building your brand but you're also building all these different revenue streams which is incredible so i think you know a lot of our listeners out there are professional musicians people who want to go into the music business people who are curious about our lives it'd be great to to uh hear you talk about your perspective on that and and uh, what you're doing well at every turn in my mind all i did was what made sense um for example with the first thing would have been radiant records my own label yeah. um the first spock beard album was uh, on a label called symphonic mm -hmm. and i started doing the math i think the guy sold uh, 9,000 units or something out of his garage, which is, uh, that would be great by, yeah. you know, that, that's right. sure. pretty okay. amazing. Yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't really know about the Prague community. We didn't, we heard there was one <laughs> at that. This is like 95, <laughs> you know? Wow. So, um, yeah. he was really hooked into it. This guy, Greg Walker. But anyway, I just asked him for the next record. Hey, if I press them up, would you buy them from me at wholesale? And he said, Oh, sure. So I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, yeah, totally. Then you're, you're spending whatever it is, a dollar $52 a disc and he's buying them for $8 or something or somewhere around there. Mm. And, uh, and then you can sell all your own stuff. It didn't hinder anything. And so it just made, you know, I had to borrow a little bit of money, I think then to start the company, but it was paid back really quickly. And that was the first thing. Yeah. Um, then I guess it, the inner circle would have been one of the next things. That was a subscription service that I started in 2005. Wow. And you still have that to this yeah. day? You're doing it? Wow. That's awesome. That's kind of like a Patreon thing or something along those lines. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not that familiar. I'm not as familiar with Patreon as probably I should be. But um, I was looking, you know, I had at that time I quit the quit my bands and right. So I wasn't in Spox or Transatlantic, and I was just doing my solo stuff, yeah. uh, which, um, you know, just didn't sell as it was. There was no wasn't a way to really, you know, survive solely from that. So I was looking for ways, things to do. And so I thought, well, what about what if I give them uh, every other month, I'll give them a disc or a DVD. And so we actually pressed up product. You know, it was this is before streaming. And uh, I'll give them a newsletter every month and every other month because it was one of the things that I like is uh, you probably know this about me is I I um, I have a lot of stuff that I think is enjoyable that I think fans would enjoy, mm -hmm. but it's not what you call frontline product. Mm -hmm. you can't release it as a frontline thing, but oh, this the audio from this gig is really cool, or the, de yeah. the demos are really great, or. Right. You know, sometimes I just like to sit around and improvise. And so I made I made CDs out of all these things. I had old musicals that had never been heard, all kinds of stuff. And so it was it was great. Uh, the Inner Circle has been a great outlet and and a great support for me and my family all through the time. And that's so cool. You were really ahead of your time in, in coming up with the Inner Circle idea. 
I mean, that's, you know, that's what people are doing now in the music business to survive. Things like yeah. know, Patreon. Every day I get another email from somebody who's got some idea about how to keep musicians alive and, you know, yeah. avoid having to go to Spotify or iTunes or have just, just being able to, you know, reach out directly to people. And that's exactly in line with that thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of necessary uh, for me at the time. And I knew that there was enough people, that, you know, the key is to have enough people that are interested that are, that are wanted. Yeah, right, right. Totally. And that's, yeah, because otherwise how, you can't just go into it without any kind of fan base because there's that's that's one of the problems with patreon but listen we are going to actually say thank you and farewell to our youtube and facebook listeners okay and we're going to move this conversation to my patreon and we're going to start taking questions on the patreon if you guys are interested to check it out the link is uh, probably right in front of you in the text um we'd love to uh, see you there it's a, an awesome place um, i've been enjoying it so much starting this amazing kind of social community amid, amidst this crazy time when we can't really be social at all so we're going to make the switch and we'll see all of you guys out on the road whenever it's possible to go out on the road again uh, and now moving to patreon